Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Now that heart is beating fast And that's the rhythm I can dance to I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to That one big heart that's beating fast Tomorrow morning let it rain Tomorrow morning let it pour Tonight we're in the groove together Ain't gonna worry about Stormy weather Gonna kick all trouble out the door. Beat out old trouble and drum. Beat out old trouble and drum. Beat out old trouble and drum. And kick all trouble out the door. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. And kick all trouble out the door. Kick him out the door. Kick him out the Well, 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 here we are on Radical Australia, now right Royal Highness. The Dowager Empress is not with us this afternoon. She's got executions to carry out, she told me, being a Dowager Empress. So Dale Bridge will be with us next week. We have an anonymous person who's walked into the studio to get us started. I don't think she's the type of person who want to be associated with me. She's, I can understand, but with our... Guest, Grace <laughs> Amigo, I'm sure she'd be very happy to be associated with Grace. How are you, Grace? Very good. Yourself? Well, I'm not bad considering what I've been through this afternoon. I'm not bad, you know, <laughs> eating and drinking. It's a terrible combination in well, the sun. You know? I would say a rather pleasant one. Well, it is, considering it's going to be really hot tomorrow. I mean, I'll have sunstroke if I eat and drink in the park tomorrow. Now, Grace, this is about you, not me. Um... We asked two questions, and I'm sure somebody's told you. No? No, not really. Not really. Mm-mm. Well, the first question we ask is to orientate our listeners, because we have people here from 17 to 97. So what year were you born? I was uh, born in the 85. 85. Mm-hmm. So you've been around a while. Yeah, a little bit. I a little bit. 85. Enough. 50, yeah, enough, enough. Enough to know a bit, bit about the world. Now, the next question, you've got 55 minutes to answer. <laughs> That's right, Grace. You won't believe this. But okay. we, we can go in different paths. Now, Now, this is not an interview. This mm-hmm. is a chat, okay? Yeah. Uh, boring people do interviews like this, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation and the corporate-owned media. They do boring interviews, all right? We do, all right. We do interesting chats. And I'm interested in you. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of people get embarrassed. I don't want to talk about myself. But it's not about you at the end. It's actually showing listeners that, Radical thought, reformist thought comes from every direction. Everybody's got a different uh, journey to make. Totally. So, mm, so do you remember what the first thing you remember as a little child? What's the first thing that pops into your memory? Oh, it's not a very, well, it's beautiful, but not a very happy one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was about two or three years when when my little sister uh, passed away. Mm-hmm. She was like five months old or something like that. Right. 
And I remember just waiting for my parents coming back from the fun- funeral of my oh, little sister. sister right. Yes, I was with my older sister just waiting in the window because they didn't took took us to the funeral. Yes. They yes. thought that it was going to be something too strong for us. Yes. But I think uh, it wasn't a very good decision because I, I think we needed some closure right. about this little life that popped into our yes. own lives. Yeah. It, it, it's a very hard decision. My um, step-granddaughter, her uh, father died, and he was relatively young a few years ago, and that was the decision. She was only four. We had to make whether she came to the funeral or not, and... Um, what you guys did? Well, she didn't actually come to the funeral, so mm-hmm. she didn't want to. But again, at four, it's hard to know. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think parents do what they think is best for their children. Sometimes we're wrong and sometimes we're right. Exactly. No one actually teaches you how to do it. and It's not uh, a right way to do it either. Mm. And what was your sister's name? Natalie. Natalie. And uh, where were you born? I was born in Chile. In Chile. Ah, you're talking about my sister that passed away. Yes. Uh, her name is Catherine. Catherine. Yes. Right. So you thought I was talking about your mum, no? No, about my older sister. Your older sorry. sister. No, no. Yeah. I think it's always good to mention the names of people who have died because yes. it makes them real, you know? It's true. Like, sometimes uh, when people pass away, I, I still think they are somewhere around yes, lost yes. in their yeah. own things, you know. Yeah, they've passed away. They've gone somewhere. They're going to come back. Mm-hmm. You know? I never use the word pass away. I just use they've died. Mm-hmm. I mean, my uh, partner of 43 years died uh, almost three years ago, and I always use the word die. I'm really sorry. Well, she had a interesting life, so it's difficult sometimes. But again... Have you got any other siblings apart from your sister Natalie? Yes, I have uh, an, another brother that is after me, mm-hmm. after Catherine. His name is Cristobal. Mm-hmm. And I have another brother, his name is Felipe. He uh, used to live here like two years ago. He lived here for four years, something mm, like well that. He's gone back to Chile, has he? Yes. Right. Yes, he has his own project in permaculture. Permaculture. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting project. Yeah, it's a very beautiful one. Does he have a green thumb? Can he grow anything? Yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> yes, like yeah. he's great at it. He's yeah. great at it. How about you? Yeah, I have a little bit of a green thumb myself. Yeah, mm. I think it's something in the family. Right. And so what, what type of work did your parents do in Chile? Well, my father, he's a kind of a, not commercial. I, I never know how to explain this, but he goes and sells into little shops, like machinery for their own right. businesses. He's, he's a commercial traveler. Yes, a commercial traveler is yeah. a good one. Yeah. And yeah. on the side, he has the farm where he grows his own things with my brother, my little brother, Felipe. And they they take it to to markets. Market. So it's like organic farming. Right. And what part of Chile is this? It's in the center of Chile, next to the capital in Santiago. Right. So, so it's, it's part of the gardens yes. around, the, like the ones that we're losing in Melbourne. Is exactly. The suburbs. Is the same problem in Santiago? It's the same problem in Santiago. Like Santiago in the last 20 years it has grown so much and mm. is out of hand. Like, mm. like people is just coming and coming because it's not a very, very decentralized power in Chile. Mm. Like um, everything runs in the capital from Santiago mm. yeah but the only decentralised place in Australia is Queensland and <laughs> <laughs> see what happened there <laughs> that's funny yeah I was actually born there it is the only de- decentralised state in Australia yeah you think about it uh, so I haven't spent much time in no, Queensland no. No. it's got a lot of little 
big towns outside of Brisbane, mm-hmm. uh, which are relatively independent, places like Miraburra, Bundaberg, Gladstone, mm-hmm. as you go up the coast, Townsville, Cairns, it just goes on and on. In the inland, you've got places like Winton. And they all developed around particular uh, industries, some rural, some mining. Mm-hmm. And while on the rest of, a, say, in Victoria, it's Melbourne. Yeah. True. In New South Wales, Sydney, it's a little bit like you're saying Chile's the same, it's Santiago. Yeah, there's still like a few towns north and south that really worth to mm. to be grown and to be seen. Right. Yes. So I assume you went to school? Yes, I went to school. Well, some people are homeschooled here, believe it or not. We get people here who say, no, no, I never went to school, no, 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 I taught at home. Uh, yeah, no, I went to school. <laughs> you yes, went to school? Certainly, yeah. All right, so what's school like in Chile? Uh, the school is very traditional, I would say. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, they they don't really put attention in what the kids are made for, if it's all right to say. Like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. just teach you the normal things that like math, yeah. um, language, etc. Yeah, three hours reading, mm-hmm. writing, arithmetic, and if you don't fit in. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you, I don't know, you don't really like a, a, a signature, you just lose Lo- it. Lose it, right. Mm. So how many years did you spend in, in primary school? school? Mm. A ver. Hmm. Hmm. Twelve years. Yeah. Maths mm. wasn't your strong subject, was it? No. As I noticed, you were counting on your fingers. <laughs> Yeah, that see, nobody can see, nobody yeah. can see, so nobody knows. Yeah, but lately <laughs> I have learned that math is not about counting, it's more about ideas. Just the traditional math is... All right, so uh, let's, let's deviate. What do you mean maths is about ideas? Well, yeah, like, well, I, I've been sharing a, lo- a lot of time with a mathematician, and he explained me that math is not what they teach you actually in the school, that mm. is how to count in and yeah. do these commercial transactions and yeah, stuff. Yeah, money maths. Exactly. That yeah. is the, the traditional math that everyone makes you hate, you yeah. know. Mm. But math is more about imaginary things, like just about ideas and how... It's a very lovely idea that I love about in mathematics is that if A is in the same point than B, A is equal to B. B. So it's about the the distance in the between distance, yes. two things. And mm, I don't know, mm. I found that very poetic. Mm. You, know, you know what the dream of every professional mathematician is? Which one? You know what their dream is? Mm-mm. To have a, a new maths equation named after them. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is funny. Yeah, but probably it's true. It's true. Yeah, it's like an, astrom- an astronomer yeah. and star. Exactly. You know, just, they want an equation named after them. So it's something <laughs> left after all those years a of legacy. thinking. A yeah. legacy after all those years of thinking. So but who doesn't want a legacy? It's interesting. I mean, I think atheists want legacies because mm-hmm. death is the end of life. And sometimes I think religious people don't, some don't really care whether they have a legacy or not because they think this is just a temporal. But I think that is just a mask, you mm. know. Mm. I think everyone wants to leave a legacy. Right. Even if it's just for the people that is surrounding them. Like, mm. no one wants to be forgotten. No. Well, some people do. But not many, you're right. Most people mm. want to be remembered. And yes. As you know, immortality is other people remembering you. There's no other, as far as I'm concerned, there's no other immortality. No, my father always says that he's immortal, though, and I'm, I like to think that he is. He's immortal. Yeah. Could you tell your father there's no 
place on earth for two gods. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm immortal. So you just tell him to watch himself. I'm going to tell him. I'm going uh, to I mean, tell how old him. is your father? Uh, he is uh, 64. You tell him to respect his elders. I'm older than him. So <laughs> I'm going to say that. You yeah. tell him that. So he's still in Chile, is he? Yes, he's still in Chile. And is your mum still alive? Yeah, she's still alive as well. Yeah, are they still together? Or? They're still together. Ah, this sounds like a great relationship well you know ups, ups and, and downs yeah, yeah. yeah it's nothing a per- like a perfect relationship no you've got to work at it exactly People you have to laugh a lot as well and cry and cry a i lot. mean they've been through horrible times i can't imagine anything uh more uh, distressing than losing a child especially at that early age you know <sighs> Yeah. yeah. Was it unexpected or? It was very unexpected. It was mm. very, very unexpected. Mm. Uh, but then they have my two brothers yes. and I think that kind of bring them up yes. to, to keep fighting for something, you know. Mm. And we were all us two as well in the back, but I don't know. Mm. I don't think it's anything worse than losing a kid. I, I, I don't have kids my own, but. Mm. Mm. Like, because uh, it's so unexpected. Because you would think, oh, they have to take me. That's right. You, to think, the, it, yeah, you, you think everything's in progression. You die, exactly. and they die. You know, like my parent, both my parents are dead, and you think I'm next. And if you lose a child, it's. Uh, I think it's horrendous. I think. Look, I've got a feeling that uh, to lose a child uh, is can be even more difficult than losing a partner, especially if they're young. I think so too. Well. Mm. Because I don't have kids my own, but it's like something that is part of you goes with them if they mm. go, you know, and it's like to never come back, mm. I think. Because you have so, my, so much hopes in, in this little life to, I don't know, it must be so difficult to let it go. Oh, it's a, I can't think of anything more difficult. You know, I've been a doctor for over 40 years and you, you get used to death, but... You don't get used to death of uh, children, especially unexpected. It's uh, quite, quite distressing. Now, getting back to you, mm-hmm. you've got a large ring. Yes. It looks South American. Is it South American? No, no? it's actually Nepal- not. It's Nepalese. Nepalese. Yeah, yeah. yeah Nepalese. Yes, it's Nepalese. Nepalese. If it's not South American, it's Nepalese if it's a big ring, I guess. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Look, I would, no, no, it's got to be, no, it's Nepalese. All right. Yeah. Uh, so... Did you finish all your schooling in Chile? Yes, I did. Uh, I finished the school and then I went to university as is expected, you know. I what do you mean as expected? Like, is, 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 is Chile like here? When you finish high school, you're expected to go to university? Yes, yes. It's not because it's not many options. Like, uh, the Chilean economy, uh, economy is very weak in the sense that they don't put much effort into build up respect for the the little trades as let's say electrician or like people that go and fix toilets they don't put much effort into actually Mm. give respect Mm. to them in the economical wise so every person if they want to get some money in life has to go to university you know it's changing in australia it's going in that way it's going the other way yeah because there's too many graduates Mm -hmm. not enough jobs most graduates aren't actually been employed in the field that they've graduated in. And, and people are beginning to understand how important trades are. Are, yeah. yeah. Without trades, you don't have a society. Exactly. And that is what in Chile is not a thought, you know. Like, mm. And it's happening what you're saying is too many people in the universities because it's the only way to actually get out of poverty between marks because... Mm. 
once that you are of university, it's so difficult to get jobs that you're still in poverty and your family is in debt because you have to pay the university somehow. And so it's worse. It's actually worse because in Chile, like in here, I think, um, but in here it's a little bit less. You only get jobs if you have a contact. Right. So if you go to a private school where mm. you have beautiful contacts because everyone is rich and yes, yes. and you have all the the paste in there, you know. Hey, hang on, Grace. Are people rich? Are there rich people in Chile? A six percent. I said a six percent of the country Petri- is the super rich. Super rich. Yeah, yeah uh, and all the rest is in debt. In debt. <laughs> yeah. Ah. So how do they get their wealth? <sighs> Stealing. Stealing the resources of the country, yeah. like uh, it's six families that own all the sea, all the coast of Chile. Mm-hmm. That, as you can imagine, because our country is super long, is huge. But just six families own the the coast and the the rights to to do fishing in there. Right. Well, for example. So people can't go onto a beach in Chile. Well, they, they still can go, mm. but they cannot uh, take money of it. So they cannot go and fish as like little right. trades, you know. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. they have to ask the rights to the. They have to buy the right to yeah, fish to these families. Yeah. Six. Yes. And, and what the, their uh, their dominance is from when uh, Chile was colonized by the Spanish? Uh, or? Well, you know what? I was watching this documentary about Bolivar. That is one yeah, of Bolivia, the yeah. yeah? Bolivar is a, is one of the uh, libertadores of of South America, mm. and the thing started around there when oh you do me a favor mm. and I give you the rights to to take all the salt of these mines for ten years, yes, right, right, you know? yeah. and they thought in that times of Bolivar that they they put all the Spanish people out of the of the map mm. in economical ways too, but. They're still there until these days, yeah, you know. Right. Mm. Like all the water of Chile belongs to Spanish people, right. Spanish companies. Companies, yeah. 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 Well, we've been trying to follow Chile in the last 40 years. Yeah. You know, we've been trying to follow your economic model, you know. <laughs> I know, man. There's so many similitudes between us yeah. these days. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, we've privatized everything. Why we? we don't privatize everything? Well, what now it's privatized. Idea. They're going to ha- privatize the hex debt. That's the next thing. They want to privatize the hex debt. And there's a, you love this one, you know we're strong on border protection, you know, we've yeah, got to keep I people know. like you out, you know, Yes. you know, all you I, I've been feeling foreigners, it. you know, you've yeah. been feeling that, you know, <laughs> guess what we're going to do? What are you guys going to do? We're going to privatise visas. But isn't it already privatised? No, 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 we're actually going to get a company actually privatise the issuing of visas, they won't actually be issued by the federal government, they'll be issued by a private company. That is so crazy. That's right. There's not much left to privatise. That is mental. I mean, when I was a young man, which was many decades ago, if you're unemployed, right, you went to the Commonwealth Employment Office. Mm-hmm. And in those days, we had a professional employment office where you got tea and coffee, unemployment office, <laughs> and a normal one, right? Yeah. But you'd go in there and you'd find, you know, it was their job to find you a job and these were government employees now as you know you've got all these crappy little organizations and huge corporations you know managing the unemployment problem inverted commas and you do all this garbage it's just amazing and it was a much it was a very efficient system now it's totally inefficient but so that's why we want to follow chile we think 
you are the ones we should follow. Once you got rid of that Allende character in his government. Allende. 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 Yes, Thank perfect. You. Allende. When you got rid of him and all his government, you know, you killed him and killed most of the other people in the, in the parliament. Was, that was good. And, and, and in, the, in the population as yeah, well. Oh, yeah. This, well, let's only, not forget about the population. Yeah, they were only Chileans, so let's, yeah, exactly. let's not worry. But just, and, <laughs> and we have been following that. We haven't mm. had the killing yet, apart from... Indigenous Australians, but that's a different story. Are there any indigenous people left in Chile? There, there is heaps of indigenous people. You know what? Like, of course, you know what is happening in the crisis that mm. is right now. Yeah. That well, could you explain to, to maybe the, one the of our listeners has been, has been asleep for the last yeah. twenty years? Explain <laughs> what's been happening well, in Chile. In Chile, there is a huge revolution at the moment. Like, um, finally, the Chilean people woke up and said. What am I doing in here? Like I'm buying, I'm buying food with a credit, credit card, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, I'm in debt for food. Mm-hmm. So let's go to the streets and let's get everything down. Mm-hmm. And the president of Chile is being given a huge repression to the people of Chile because mm-hmm. they are not happy with their lives so, so what, the military has been left off the leash again, has it? As exactly. it was in the 70s. Yeah. Yes. So are the people disappearing again? Or? Yes, it's a lot of people that is disappear at the moment. It's like, yeah, they don't have a, a right number of of who is disappearing. You know, like it's not a, it's not a real number of it because mm. it's too many uh, that, they don't know where, where they are. Is the Chilean army armed forces uh, a professional army or do they rely on conscripts? No, they, they went to train, uh, like in the last decade, they went to train to Colombia, mm. uh, subsidized by the government to learn how to fight, and that, that is where I was coming to. Because uh, they are calling the indigenous people of Chile, that is the Mapuche people mm. mainly, in the south of Chile, they call them terrorists. Right. And they, they went to train to Colombia so they could go back to Chile and fight the indigenous people in the south that are fighting for their lands. So it's a, it's a fully, there's no conscription in Chile. What do you mean? A conscription that that people, young men, are forced to join. Yeah, they have to. They have to. Yeah, they have to. Well, that's that's always dangerous for a government when you're relying on conscripts, isn't it? Yes, it is. Because they're part of the people. Yes, but they brainwash you in the the army Mm. because they, like, look, the poverty is so big that you don't have another thing to sell your soul. To mm-hmm. the government, because they give you health, mm-hmm. they give you education mm-hmm. e- eventually, and you have a job, mm-hmm. you have a family. Like in Chile, there is not much education sometimes about how you you project a family. So you just oh, let's have kids. You know, they they don't. Some mm-hmm. people don't really think about to planification in, in the family thing. Mm-hmm. And they well, have kid, heaps of mouths to feed. Well, you know? kids are security. Exactly. If there's no social security system, kids are security. True, because the, they could support the family eventually. Later, later on, I mean, mm-hmm. that's the way it works all over the world. Once you develop a social security system, birth rates decrease because you don't need to have 11 exactly. kids to make sure you survive when you're old. That is so true. Mm. That is so true. I never thought about that. Mm. But, yeah, so... I don't know. It's so difficult to actually judge judge these people, yeah, like the military people. I'm so pissed off to them because they still have the 
their own intellect to say what is wrong and what is right mm. about killing people in the streets or or not not really having mm. in, having now, I'll, count I'll, the human rights. Yeah, I'll, I'll rephrase the question because I think we're talking on two different levels. Yes. In some countries, they have what's called conscription. You've got to join the army yes. for two years, every, yes. every 20-year-old. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously other countries like America and here, people join because maybe they want to be trained or because of poverty or whatever. So in Chile, does every man have to, a woman have to join the army for two Just years? Just men's and it's um, compulsory. Compulsory, right. But you have the right to say, I don't know, um, my feet, yeah. I don't know, you, you have plain yeah, feet, for flat example. Feet, flat, yeah, flat feet. feet. So there is, there is conscription. Yes. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Because that, any, any army that's conscripted is, it can be an unreliable army because you've got a lot of people with guns who are not there permanently, who've got relations, brothers, sisters, uncles, aunts, parents in the community. I know. So are they, st- are they using conscripts to actually, tr- or are they yes, using the professional yes. arm for it? They're using conscripts. They're, they're using, they're using everything, everything that they, they have. Anything they can. Yeah. Because right. okay. like, still, because you still could get a, get a, get away of the military compulsory thing. Right. Uh, they, they still have to use everyone. They even call in, like, um, let's say, they're calling their, Cons- no, reserves, 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 and yeah. people that is been in the army yes, or yes. in the military forces in the old times. Mm-hmm. They are calling them to actually take care of the. Do they actually think they the can actually uh, crush this with force? Do they think they can do what they did in the seventies? I think they are trying to do to do it in a mild way between marks because uh, these days it's too much media mm-hmm. and. The president Sebastián Piñera still want to keep good relations with all the other countries and look like we are all right. Because mm-hmm. the last ten years we've been the country that is better economical wise for everyone else, less for the people of Chile. Right. You know, like if you have a lot of money and you want to invest in our country, we will give you everything and you will be. Oh, you mean I could actually if I had a few. <laughs> Hundred million dollars, I could actually buy those beaches. Exactly. Yeah, you'd be happy to give them to me. Exactly. No, for a price, obviously, mm-hmm. to the right people. Yes. Yeah, it's interesting what you're talking about schooling and uh, jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a saying here: it's uh, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Exactly. It, and it's the same concept there, is it? It's the same concept, like, uh, mm. and that is because it's so important that your kids go to a, a private school where they have better access to better contacts or mm. better information and, of course, better education. Right. Mm. And one thing about the, um, uh, the Chilean coup was the fact that ordinary uh, trade unionists were um, killed in their thousands. Um, are there any trade unions left in Chile these days or, uh, or are they never actually recovered after the... the I think there are still some left, but not with the same strong ideals, right. I would say. Mm-hmm. Not with the same heart. Right. They, mm. haven't, they haven't got a platform or a vision for mm. people. Exactly. Okay. So how, how are people organising on the streets in Chile these days? Oh, that is a difficult question because uh, what is happening is that all the people is out in the streets, mm. like from... Uh, there, there is no more this thing of 
all the right wing people is in the streets, so all the left people is in the streets right, fighting. Right, right. It's like it's, it's so much the disenchantment of the population that everyone's in the streets. And we have, I think the more organized ones are the students, mm-hmm. like, and they are being organized by uh, councils. So what do you mean by councils? They have they elect their own councils? Or? Well, because like, or districts, I don't know how you organize those things in here in Australia. No, but how has it been organized in Chile? What's like in that way, like uh, we call them municipalidades. That, Municipal, yeah. yeah M- that is municipalists. Like a, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So each each community have their, their schools and their mm. own problems in, in their own communities, you right, know. Right, right. So, and... People, the, the students of each community are reunited, reunited yes. to talk about the problems of each community. So, so you're actually creating a state within a state. Exactly. It's what's called a dual power situation where mm-hmm. there's those who've got force, which try to impose their power, and those who are actually organising, resisting those who can impose force. And, and this is not just happening in one or two isolated areas? Is, is it happening no, all no. over? Just it's happening all over the country. Right. Yes, like it started strongly in Santiago, mm-hmm. and that is when all the other towns start to rise up as well at the same time. Like, actually, next day of uh, the 19th of October, w- when everything started, uh, Valparaiso, that is the city in front of Santiago, but in the coast, rise up very strongly as well. All right. the students, uh, they they call to all the people to evad, ev- evade mm-hmm. uh, the the payment of the public transport. Court, yes. And that is when everything just went to hell. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and has the government been able to re-establish its authority or not? Not really. Not really. It's, but it's like, as, as you can imagine, it's like a double life in Chile yes, at the moment. Yes, it's a double life, yeah. Because yeah. Like, you have the families that are not touched by these uh, issues. And they keep living their life as is, we have to keep doing this, you know. We cannot just go out to the street every day to to fight for our rights. So I think uh, it's a double life. Like, it's something that is the normality between Marx again. Mm. And then it's the fight in the street. But the center of the city is always with people, with students. And now that is summertime, all all the students are in there. Fighting every day. Every day. And what do you mean by fighting? What's happening? Well, there is the zero grade in the center of the of mm-hmm. the city, mm-hmm. where is the main square in there uh, that used to be called uh, Italian Square. Oh, I like that. Yes. Uh, it, it, that is the translation <laughs> to English, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Plaza Italia. And after the big revolution on the 19th of October, the people start to call that place the Dignity Square. Dignity Square, right. Yes. And that place every day needs to be fight because mm. like, they, they win the, the Dignity Square mm. and at the night everyone goes home. Yeah. And in the morning, the cops have the square back again. again the, police, the, po- the police, uh, the the, the Chilean yeah. cops, you know, yeah. and um, so every day the students have to go and fight for the dignity square, square and take it back again. Take it back, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So is, is this a revolt? Not just economic. It's about people being taken seriously and respected. You said because the, the term dignity square, I think, 
highlight it's a reflection a reflection yeah mm. well yes imagine like uh, imagine joe if you have to buy your food with a credit card oh well, a lot of australians do you know Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. but in here you have a welfare. Oh yeah, we have welfare. Well, we well, excuse me, we don't use the word welfare. Okay. On this, we we have a social security system. Okay. And uh, it's a big thing of mine. Mm-hmm. The word welfare is, is used in a derogatory sense by governments and okay. reactionary elements. We so have we have a, what's called a social security system, social and it's a bargain. Security. It's a bargain mm-hmm. between the powerless and the powerful. And the powerful provide basic necessity for the powerless mm-hmm. if the powerless don't revolt. Exactly. So it's a social secu- it's a security for both sides. Sides, yeah. Right. So well, we don't even. And have they, they, that. they don't they don't even they don't even have that concept anymore. They say mm-hmm. it's welfare. It's a handout. They don't understand that if you don't have a social security system, you have revolts. They don't understand. They've forgotten their history. Yeah, I think they have forgotten, but they will remember soon. Oh, they will remember soon, I agree. Yeah. Now, let's get something. Look, it's 4.34 already, Grace, <laughs> and uh, this is Radical Australia on Community Radio 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. Now, we will podcast this program. It won't be today, but it will be podcast. So if you want to listen to Grace Amigo, tell us all about what's happening in Chile and what's happening in this country and what's happening with her, well, the podcast is available, 3cr.org.au. Now, Grace, I'm going to go from the really serious to the really inane and stupid because when you fill in 55 minutes, you know, you've got to change tack or people get bored. You know what people mm-hmm. are like these days. They've yeah. got the attention span of a, a gnat, you know, about two <laughs> seconds. Now, Grace, now, is that a common name in Chile? Not really. I didn't think so. I thought you'd be Graziana or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Gra- Gracia would be Gracia. in Spanish, but yeah. well, my name is actually Grace. Grace. Yes. I didn't like it when I was young because no one could actually pronounce my name. Not mm. The little kids wouldn't pronounce my name. It was. Well, why would they pronounce it? Well, I don't remember. Don't Actually, remember. I don't remember. I just yeah. remember that it was very difficult for them. Yeah. But my little brothers, they called me Tay or Jay because yeah. right. they couldn't they couldn't pronounce Grace. And so, so what horrible parents did this to their daughter? <laughs> what was running through their minds when you were no, born? Actually, actually, for me, it's a, such a beautiful name. At the, like now, I really appreciate my name. I actually have three names. Three. Yeah, my name is Grace Stephanie. De las Nieves, that means Grace Stephanie from the snow. From the snow? Yes. So you're from the mountains? Yeah, well, yeah, I was born next to the mountains. Right. And, but my father named me Grace for Grace Kelly. Oh, I think there's a lot of men out there his age that were interested in Grace Kelly. For sure. I'm sure I wasn't, but... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has different tastes. Yeah. Everybody has different tastes, that's right. And so... You know, it is an advantage to actually have a name which is a little bit different in life because mm-hmm. you stand out from the crowd. Yes, totally. Yeah, but I don't know if it's an advantage in Melbourne because there's a lot of graces in Melbourne. Yeah, but not a grace amigo. No, no graces amigo. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah. And the good thing, having the name amigo. Exactly. See, my, my surname's Toscana. You'd always be called last. Really? Well, it's the alphabet. They go in alphabetical oh, order at school. Yeah. Amigo, you'd be the first one. Yeah, totally. Totally, you know, you've you got a front no, runner there. And, and it's more about the, the meaning. You know that amigo means friend. Uh, yes. And everyone knows that. So then the name actually has opened a lot of doors for me. And then? Mm. I just think you're a universal friend, like a universal soldier. And grace in front is it, it, more right. beautiful okay. too. So what led you to Australia? Because then oh. you're, you're here in Melbourne. Obviously, somehow you came. Well, 
I went to the university. I didn't like what I studied, but I well, said, what did you study? I studied uh, publicity and advertising. In oh, England. I know. You're, you're, you're a friend of Scotty from advertising, I our prime minister. Yeah, I, I yeah, feel disgusted, you know. Yeah, you did. Well, we all have to do things yeah. to make a living. So, well, what, what made you go? Was it, the well, easy, was it the easiest course to get into? <laughs> come on, come on, tell us the truth. No, look, like uh, I'm a very creative person, and like it's I went to a university. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. Seriously. But with with the score that I have in the in the things to get into the university in the test for getting to university, I could get to any private school, uh, any private university, and to anything. So yeah, yeah, you're a genius, and you did advertising. Yeah, but no, it's not that I was a genius. You know, if I was a genius, I would have been the state or university. Oh, right, but, but I right. didn't have enough score for that, and, and there was many things to choose. Mm. And this uh, career has a lot of crea creativity things. And mm, how to convince people to buy yes. things they don't need. Exactly. It takes a lot of creativity. I, I really didn't thought about that. Yeah. I was like a very silly person at the moment. I said, oh, yeah, this looks good, this looks uh, good. Uh, okay, I'm uh, going uh, to go in here. And uh, the look. first two years, like uh, I won a lot of pri prizes right. for creativity and I was like oh shit this is not so bad I'm going to finish it so I can get out of here and never come back to my country oh, and did you finish it yeah I finished it and then you left and then I left just like that yeah what year was that on the 2009 why don't you go to the United States like every other South Because I hate the United States. Well, why do you hate the United States? Well, because if you know this, the history of Chile... Well, I may, but they may not. Our listeners may not. People forget. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> in the 73, the, the queue of the 73 in Chile has a lot to do with the people from the U.S. Mm. Um, everything to do with them. Exactly. It, it was actually subsidized for the U.S. Mm. And... And that is something that I will never forget to that government. Mm. And how many people do they think died because over the years during the dictatorship, people who were just eliminated because of their opinions in Chile? Well, I don't know. We're talking about tens of thousands, aren't we? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, history is very interesting. And people, cause people think there's no history. That's, that's garbage. That's you, garbage. You know, the Chilean migrants, that, the refugees that mm -hmm. came here, they are the only left-wing refugees that have come to this country since World War Two, And that's because the Whitlam Labor government was in power mm -hmm. and allowed Chilean refugees to come in as political um, refugees. And since then, there has been no other group that has actually come as a group that has been oppressed by authoritarian and dictatorships, you know. In the world. Well, that's right. It's always been people who've got... You know, who aspire to a better life, a better, you know, better eco mm -hmm. economic uh, things. I mean, obviously yeah. there are some asylum seekers and refugees, mm -hmm. but again, they're a very small group of our immigration yeah, intake. Yeah, but the wave of Chileans of the 73s. Yeah, there's a huge wave came came, yeah. came to Australia, and that's, mm -hmm. and that's courtesy of the Whitlam-led Labor government in the 70s, which is a very uh, reformist government in many regards, just as reformist as the um, government in Chile in 73, mm -hmm. which was overthrown. And some people say the Labor government here was overthrown in, in, in a coup when the Governor-General dismissed the, uh, the Prime Minister and the government and called fresh elections. But they didn't actually need the violence yeah. to achieve it. And this is at the same time, same policies. It's just uh, 
You still are white people, you know. What? Well, no, no, we're all colours. <laughs> this is Australia, I'm sorry, darling. But I'm just talking about yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, you, 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 you look whiter than me. Ah, come on. Come on, look, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Come on. <laughs> is it, I have some issues uh, with the sun, you know. I, I tried not to put myself under the sun. Ah, the sun's good much. for you. It's how to get melanomas and skin cancers. It's a, nas- oh. it's a national pastime in this country. It's just I have a little history with the sun that it's not very good. Oh, are, you allowed, are you allowed to talk about your yeah. little history with the sun? What's yes. your little history? Well, when I was 18, I had an accident uh, while I was riding a horse in my parents' farm, and I fell over, Mm -hmm. and I got this uh, skin condition for a few years that every time that I got a bit of sun, all my skin would peel Peel off, off. and since then I'm like, oh, no, you are beautiful, but... So you can't, stay you can't, away from so me. So you've got a skin condition, so you mm. came to Australia, one of the sunniest places <laughs> on earth. Very good. I know, but it was so easy to cross over. You know? What do you mean it was so easy to cross over? I thought we did everything we can to keep people like you out of the country. <laughs> How did well, you come here? What happened? Yeah, what well, lies did you tell? Okay, so I didn't like what I studied, <laughs> yeah. and I left my country. I still learn a lot of things in, in the university that mm-hmm. I said, okay, it's not so bad. I did it. It's enough. I can prove that I can get a career. I got out and I said, okay, in which countries are going to give uh, work and holiday visas? Mm-hmm. And in Australia what was one of them. Mm-hmm. And I came here with uh, some friends. And we started traveling. And the last stop was Melbourne. Mm. Where did you pick fruit? Well, where did I pick fruit? Mm. I, it was in, in Stanthorpe. Stanthorpe? Yes. I used to spend my holidays there as a child in the oh, 50s. Really? My uncle had a farm. That is so funny. Funny yeah. times in Stanford. What did you pick? Grapes? Or no, we were actually peaches? pruning, pruning. Apples. pruning apples. Pruning apple trees. Yeah. So what's, yeah. what's so funny about Stanthorpe? <laughs> I never found anything funny about Stanthorpe. <laughs> well, we used to have this saying, uh, the, the Stanthorpe effect. The but, Stanthorpe effect. Because yeah, yeah. yes, we were like in a very small... Um, Farm, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, farm jobs things and yeah, yeah. like you were there and at the at the start of the of the thing of the the staying in there, you would watch the people around you say, "All oh, these people is so non-interested," you know, like what are we going to do here? And then after a few months, you were like all melting with them around, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah, and that was the stunter effect. Effect. Oh, it is. That's right. It's a melting pot. Mm. It's it's always been a home of. Uh, Immigrants. Yes. The Italians came there in the 40s and 50s. As ref, uh, Very good wine. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Stanthorpe wine. You could call that good. Well, it's like Chilean, not like Chilean wine. It's like, it's wine, like Chilean it's wine. It. Pretty boring, you know. Yeah, it's not Chilean, Chilean wine, wine, but nothing is Chilean mm. wine. Yeah, well, I used to... Uh, I had an uncle who owned a grape farm there, and uh, you know what the highlight of our holiday was? Mm-hmm. He was a bit of an alcoholic, I think, and he used to make his own wine, as a lot of people do. And he used to get us kids because there'd be, you know, families, all the families would go there for a holiday because it was cheap, right, because it wouldn't cost anything. And he'd get us to uh, stamp stamp on the grapes on the to grapes. get, the, to get nice. the juice. So we thought this was great, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now I know he's exploiting child <laughs> labour. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, that hilarious. Is funny. So you came to Melbourne. What mm-hmm. made you stay in Melbourne? Well, by the end of the of the trip, that was a year, mm. I fall in love with a Kiwi here in Melbourne. Oh, there's a million of them here. <laughs> I know. There is a million. Can I, can they I, are good ones. 
Well, you're still in love, or no? Uh, well, but here you are. There's no such thing as a good uh, care. But, but he <laughs> was great. He was, was great. He yeah. was great. Yeah, yeah. we've got we've got a very racist jokes against Kiwis. I know you do. Yeah, yeah. you know, do you? Yeah. No, no, no. This this is a very nice joke. It's you'd, you'd like this. It's okay. It, 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 it's got a political element to it. You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. You know, there's a million. You got to understand, there's a million Kiwis in Australia. Okay. Although many of them are going back now because their government's better than our government and is doing a lot of interesting things. Yeah, so I a know. lot of them are going back. I've got friends who are Kiwis who have gone back. Really? Yeah, and they're never going to come back, no. Well, because things in here are not looking that no, good. No, they're not looking that good and, uh, mm. you know, the life's there a bit more pleasant. And uh, But, uh, right, there's, a, there's this cruise ship, okay, mm-hmm. cruise ship. And uh, there's these four young men trying to impress the women in the pool, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the ship... And it's the usual story. There's an American, there's an Australian, there's a South African, and there's a New Zealander, okay? And the American, as you know, likes to big note himself, and he pulls out some $1,000 notes out of his pocket and holds them up in the air and throws them out the back of the ship, and he says, where I come from, we just use these as toilet paper. The South African puts his hand in his pocket. Obviously, he's a white South African. Let's okay, get it right. Yeah. Obviously, let, let's white. Do let's, let's, get, let's do it right. This is a <laughs> yeah. white. This is a white joke. It's a white joke. White joke. Okay, okay. let's get okay. it right. All right. He puts his hand in his pocket and he pulls out a handful of diamonds. And he looks at me and says, "Where I come from, diamonds are so plentiful." As he throws them at the back of the ship, that we pave our streets with them. Everybody stops swimming and stops looking. And the Australian is looking around and he doesn't know what to do. And then he sees his New Zealand mate. He picks him up and throws him overboard. (laughs) And the moral of the story is there are so many New Zealanders here. (laughs) Go on, that is a too bad (laughs) job. Well, it's reasonable. Yeah, it's a reasonable, reasonable. Sorry about that, but uh, so. So what type of work do you do? Do you do, do any work at the minute? Or? Well, I, I work in hospitality. Hospitality, right. What yeah. does that mean? Yeah, I work in a, in a bar. Oh. And I work in a, in a warehouse doing some... Right, right. Some, how you say... Just packing. Like packing and cocktails. Things, All that type yeah. of stuff, yeah. All right. mm-hmm. So you make cocktails? I do make cocktails. Well, that's good. Yeah. good. Yeah. You, you know the difference between a pot and a pint? Yes. Yeah, you wouldn't. Have, you wouldn't at first, would you? <laughs> no. Because you think a pint's the small one and the pot's the big one, don't you? Yeah, kind yeah. of. It sounds yeah. a little bit like that. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, I, I don't drink much, and occasionally I didn't know the difference till a few years ago. And you go and you ask, oh, do you want a pot or a pint? And you think, oh, I don't know. I'll have. I'll have. I'll, I'll have a. Um, I thought I'll get the small one. I'll have a pint, and it's actually the big glass. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I normally ask the, a uh, small one or a big one to, yeah, to the people because the they people, don't right, know. Yeah. Right. So when did you first come across 3CR? Um, well, uh, I started to, to come here like three or four years ago, more mm. or less, because mm. uh, um, Pilar, Pilar yes. Aguilera, mm. uh, I met her through poetry because I'm a poet. That is You're a I, poet? Yeah, that is what I, I actually do. Can you, can you do a poem for us? In Spanish, yes. Yes, of course. Yes. Off you go. Oh, right now. Oh, oh right, right. Oh, look, I'll, I'll fill in the time while yeah, you... Yeah, fill the time. Fill in the time while well, like, we I open the iPad. <laughs> and and I know. find something for Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Just find us something that that's interesting. I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but this is Radical Australia, so we do tend to put people on the spot. But I think we've 
in the five years we've had the program, I don't think we've ever had a Spanish poet or a really? poet in well, who's done a poem in Spain. We've had many, many. We've had poets, and we've had singers, and even people playing clapsticks, and but not poets. So how long have you been a poet for? Yeah, I've been a poet. I think since I have a memory. Right. But uh, like professionally, maybe like five years. What? There's money in poetry. Not really. No, but I didn't think passion. so. There's passion. <laughs> yeah, which is better than you, money. You don't do those poetry slam things, do you? No. No. <laughs> no, not no. for me. No, they're just uh, amateurs, I think. What do you yeah. reckon? Yeah. It's well, no, it's not the. It's, what, it's like world championship wrestling, you know, for it's poets. Just, it's just the the pressure. I don't like pressure to right. get words out of me. No. Right. I'm Chilean, you know. I don't want <laughs> yes. pressure to take words out of me. Right. Okay, I do your poem. I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. Me como el dominio de los gringos mar, mal paridos. I me como sus delusions of being a colorful continent. Me como la pobreza de la clase más clasista. Me como su ignorancia y sus ansias de esclavista prestancia. Me como los cuchillos que confabulan tras la cascada. Me como el adjudicado fake range of colors when brown is la predominancia. I'm not hungry. Me como las minúsculas cajas de discriminación obligada. Me como la connotación negativa de la palabra puta. Me como la glorificación de los campeones en los mismos términos mundanos. Me como a los blokey blocks con sus bocas incompletas, ausentes del brillo de la inocencia. Me como las infecciones, las bacterias y las ratas. Me como el patriarcado y todas sus fucking letras ingratas. I'm not hungry. Me como la paranoia de caminar en las sombras. Me como las agallas de las madres que no pueden ver mañana. Me como las violencias que desangran úteros a más siniestras que diestras. Me como los maniquís blancos con sus caretas falsas de sororidades ambiguas. Me como a los pedófilos y sus inquebrantable grupo de amigos. Me como el miedo tejiendo mis piernas en los secos del cuerpo dormido. I'm not hungry. Me como la insuficiencia, la insuficiencia, la insuficiencia, hasta que me llena, hasta que me completa. ¿Ay dónde andarás, Gabrielita hermosa? con tus ochenteros lentes color de, de rosa. Me como la represión, mientras por dentro me come la depresión, la obsesión de la larga noche oscura en el corazón. And I'm really sorry if I offended someone, but it's just I'm really not hungry. Hmm. There's a, a musicality about that poem. Is that musicality the language, or is it the way you've put the words together? I think both. Hmm. Because yes. it's it's as if uh, I'm listening to music. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like listening to music. You know, you've got the, you know, I'm waving my hand. You've got the troughs and the peaks and the troughs and the peaks. It's a, uh, oh, I didn't understand anything, but I think it's a wonderful poem just Thank because you. of its musicality. Musicality, yes. So, so what do you do at 3CR? I I am in a program, in a Spanish program, is called Completada Bailable. What does that mean? It means uh, it's like a completada is a food that we do in Chile. That is, it's a food. Yeah, well, you got, we got a cooking show in Frisian. <laughs> I didn't know about it. Exactly. Or is this irony? No, it's an irony. Well, <laughs> it's a kind of because completada bailable is a, a 
dance of all gathering, basically, you know, where people eat food and, and hot dogs with avocado and tomato and mm. mayonnaise and all this tasty stuff. But it's mainly a gathering with all the people get together and right, dance right. and talk. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is what we like. It's a barbecue. It's a, it's a bar- <laughs> Australian barbecue. Without, 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 without the dancing. We exactly, don't have dancing. Because you guys don't dance. No, no. And the, and the women are there and the men are there. All right. They're separated. So the silly or not. What's that? That is so silly or not. Well, you know, that's the way it is. Well, that, that was traditional barbecues, but I think things, the younger people have kind of subverted that these days. So why call it that? Uh, why we call it like that? Yeah. Because, uh, well, it's a gathering of people. Well, well, before the revolution in Chile, we used to do the program about a lot of cultural things. And mm-hmm. like uh, we used to invite poets, musicians, mm-hmm. um, painters. And people that was developing their their artistic side in here in Melbourne, mm-hmm. and and yeah, completadas are for for gathering and talk about different things. things. And, yes. And do you do do you do live crossovers to Chile or? Not much. Mm. Not really. Not really. No, but um, like these days, we just we still like uh, take uh, testimonies of people. Testimonies, mm. right? So from what? From there, and then you play them here, or yeah, sometimes. pre-record. Yeah. yeah. So, so, is there any English component to the program? At the moment, yes, because we are trying to inform the people out right. there about the Chilean revolution and the crisis that we live in at mm-hmm. the moment. Mm-hmm. So, to inform the Australian people that don't understand Spanish, I think is yeah, very like important yeah. to speak English. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you're just talking to. To it's the community, community. Yeah. that they, they already they know. know. And they know. Yeah, That's they right. know. So, yeah, mm. I think it's very important to to use the elements that we have learned mm. here in, in Australia mm. so, to so actually communicate. Yeah. So is it a live program or do you pre-record? Yes, it's a live. Ah, it's great having a live program, isn't it? Yeah, You can lovely. make all the mistakes in the world <laughs> and it doesn't really matter. I mean, no. <laughs> I, I've seen people here spend days doing a half-hour program and I, I just cried tears, I think. What a waste of time. Every word is perfect, you know, no yeah, mistakes. Yeah, I think it's, it's nice to, to get that flavor of the uh, live yeah. sessions, you know. So how many of you are, would be in the studio, crammed into the studio when you did the program? Yes. How many of you? One, two, three, five. four. Five. Yeah, normally, but today it's just three of us. So so when's your program today? At 6.30. 6.30. So you're going to hang around here from 5 to 6.30? Yes. Yeah. It's a very lonely place. <laughs> After yeah. five. After five, you yeah. reckon? No, I well, think it's all right. It's like, all right. Uh, it's very nice actually to hang out in the radio. Right. And do you uh, do you podcast the program? We are going to start to podcast the mm, program. That's soon. excellent. Mm. Mm. And are there any? If people are interested in what's happening in Chile, are there apart from listening to your program, are there any websites or that that you would recommend? Or? Well, in English, I couldn't tell you. No. No, right. you have to do your own research. Mm. So, what, what would you what would you put in your search engine? Chilean Revolution. Chilean Revolution. Two thousand. Two thousand and nineteen. October two thousand nineteen. Uh, I would say to ask to to look up for Presidente Piñera, for example. No, who knows how to spell that? Yeah. Chilean president. Chilean president. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, and there is a lot of uh, different different videos in media about mm. what. What's the repression that, that is mm. going on in Chile is mm. terrible. And mm. I know sometimes it could be a little bit too strong for uh, the Australian population. No, no, nothing is too strong. 
we, we, you know, we, we've done horrible things as a nation, mm. you know, horrible things. But over, people over, forget about these things. Well, no, you know? we, don't, we don't forget about them. We don't even acknowledge them. That's how we cope. Yeah, <laughs> that is what happened. I think is. Yeah. yeah, there is songs that always said for Chile will never forget this when yeah. the thing of the 73 happened. Mm. And like we were just listening bef- uh, yesterday and I was like, uh, we we didn't forget, but it still happened again. You it know? happens, that's right. We don't, le- we don't learn. Well, Grace Amiga, it's been a pleasure having you in the studio. It's mm-hmm. been a pleasure. Now, this young person doesn't want to associate herself with me, but associates herself with you has come back into the studio <laughs> and uh, she's going to terminate the interview <laughs> and uh, I wish you all the best for Thank the future having people of your calibre in our country is what makes us a caring and uh, vibrant and activist community. Thank you for inviting me. No, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much. And if you have any other friends who want to be cross-examined, I'm happy to talk to them. All the best. Beautiful. Thank you. Bye. Bravo. See no reason to find my way back home.